This is CliffCentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the CliffCentral.com website where there's a show for you. Central.com, unscripted, uncensored, unradio. This is Sex Talk on Friday morning. It's just five minutes past ten with John T. <laughs> and tomorrow is here. I need to put your mic on, then you can talk. Hey. <laughs> I thought it's still from the zip sex from last week. No, no talking there for you, booby. Yeah, there no. you go. How are you? I'm so well, thank you. How are you, John T.? You look really good this morning. Thank you, but you have pointed the fact that I have a... I uh, put my stockings on and I look like a hooker because I didn't ma- notice that actually it's running all the way in the back. Yeah, so, but it's in the wrong place. Yeah, totally in the wrong well, place. Was know, I fucked in the leg? What am I? A yes, God. No, but as long as you can get a finger in anyway, you know. Totally, and you know, the, you can just yeah. rip it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. An interesting start. <laughs> Yay! As always. As always. Not as as our show (laughs) today. So this is fascinating. We spent some time in the week with a black dominatrix and a black submissive. So you think, is kink just a white thing? Is bondage just a white thing? What about the cultural backgrounds, the ideas that we grow up with about sex, about sexuality, about exploring um, the traditional roles of men and women, which in that community are often much more set or so we think than in our community. How widely spread is it? What's the interest? And it was really, really fascinating. So we are going to share that with you. Um, it was just fascinating. And these are women who are feminists. True. So that's, how, that's the point. Yeah. How do you be a feminist and a submissive? Mm. And the definition is always that I'm a black submissive, not just a submissive. Yeah. And in the world of pleasure, isn't it kind of supposed to be that that's what unites us? Kind of the bigger picture of pleasure? I'm, I'm totally with you on that. And it was just kind of absolutely fascinating. But let's do this first because I really like this one. Ninja sex. Chocolate starfish. Twitter bag. Calipogean. Today's dirty dictionary word is... 63... Dirty dictionary word. 63. You know when you try to do 69 and you're like not really getting there. <laughs> Six, and a couple of inches short. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're like, no, you move up. No, you go down. No, you turn so, around. Yeah. So 69 is the clue. Mm. 69 is the clue. Okay. That was an interesting one. Mm. Absolutely. Love it. Yeah. Okay. So let's share this interview that we did with you. It's it's an unbelievable um, one, and it was. We hope you enjoy it, and um, please send your comments into us. We're in the studio on uh, WeChat, and we are on sextalk yeah. underscore sextalk underscore Cliff C, and we're gonna chat to listeners while the interview is mm. happening, and we have another surprise in the end of the interview. Okay, so black kink. Okay, so we are here this afternoon with two. Very beautiful woman and something really surprising and something very different. Black women in South Africa into bondage. D and Tsecho, welcome. Okay, you guys have to talk really close to the microphones. Hi, thank you for having us. Yeah, that's a bit better. Okay. Really exciting. Um, Because this is something that is not mainstream, that is not common at all. Um, you know, I wasn't aware that bondage and kink was even a thing until I first discovered it on Twitter and it was through D and another one of her friends. Um, so that was when I started, you know, trying to learn a bit more and finding out that there are quite a few black women who are hmm. into the same things that I am. And I started, you know, chatting to them and learning. Okay. Yeah. D, where did this start for you? 
think it was just like a whole lot of experiences. Um, you know, you do stuff and you experiment, but you don't really put a okay. You gotta come closer to the or a name to, to it. Mm. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much. And I think it was only actually on Twitter that I discovered that it was called BDSM. Okay. And, um, yeah, it was just before the whole Fifty Shades of Grey thing started. So <laughs> we all agree on that. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. you know, it was it was very interesting to mm. sort of again access that world, but through black women who sort of I could be like, whoa, 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 wait, what are you guys talking about? What do you mm. mean? Mm. There's people like me who actually are into this stuff, and it's not weird or um, you know out there. Okay. So let's go back a little bit. How did you guys grow up? Did you grow up very traditionally? Because I'm just trying to put all this in a context. Mm. Um, so how did you grow up? I, I don't know. So <laughs> um, my upbringing was, I think, normal in yeah. inverted commas. I don't know how else to bring it up. Okay. My parents weren't really big on speaking much about sex, yeah. but my um, dad worked within the NGO space of okay. Planned Parenthood okay. and things like that. So, So I knew a bit about his work and I knew... I obviously was a very inquisitive child and mm. I asked questions about certain things, but my parents and I never had that, you know, that discussion mm. that most parents are supposed to have with their kids about sex and about this and that. I just got a book and it was about this is how you can contract HIV and AIDS. So don't do that. So I think it's kind of pretty standard in South Africa. Exactly. Yeah. And not to get pregnant and not to get HIV exactly. and exactly. nothing about the pleasure or the possibilities. Mm. So mm. we never had those conversations with my parents. Mm. It wasn't ever a thing of, I grew up in a household that was very open mm. about sex. Um, probably now it's a little bit, they, they're probably aware of the conversations that I'm having mm -hmm. out there, but we still haven't had a conversation okay. about it. So, yeah, I don't know how it impacted me. Maybe because of the lack of it, I decided to venture out and mm. find out more for myself. So what was your first exposure to anything to do with bondage? Um, in porn. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you explore and when you're learning about masturbating and pleasuring mm. yourself, you explore porn. And I found all these things and I was just like, okay, but this is like a whole bunch of white people and this doesn't speak yeah. to me at all. So I then decided, well, when I joined Twitter was when I discovered that there are more black people and there are more people who look like me and who have the same politics mm. as me who are able to, I think, discuss kink and sexual pleasure mm. in a way that I identified with more. Mm. Yeah. So that's, uh, that brings up kind of an interesting little thought. Politics and kink and politics and sexual behavior. Mm. That's kind of interesting as to where on the political spectrum people involved in kink might sit. Mm. And I guess it would cover the spectrum as mm. well. So. I think I was just very lucky that the two women, D and another woman mm. that I first originally started having the conversations about kink with that I was learning a lot from mm. are feminists and they identified as feminists and they were black women who were very aware of them being black women mm. within the space of kink and within the space of sexual pleasure. So I think I was just very lucky to get that information mm. so early on and be able to interrogate the fact that just because I'm a feminist, it doesn't mm. mean I can't be a sub within BDSM. Mm. So it was, I think I was probably just one of the lucky ones to find the information that I needed and wanted at mm. that time, at the moment that I got it. Okay. So mm. is your identification more as a sub or as a dom? As a sub. Okay. Yeah. Okay. D, your identification is more as a dom? Um, a switch. A switch. Okay. A switch so for our listeners, just um, explain a switch. So a switch is somebody who sort of... Um, goes between the two extremes mm. um some days you know the urge is to sub some mm. days the urge is to be dominant so okay. i sort of i allow myself the space to be you know flow between mm. the two mm. and i think it works for me okay you know? what was your first exposure to kink to bdsm um wow an ex <laughs> <laughs> okay um but again you know i hadn't put a name to mm. it um we just fooled around um belts you know, um, a bit of asphyxiation. Here and there. Mm. And um, yeah, just sort of just trying out new things, you know, and it was never extreme mm. BDSM, um, but it was just light stuff. And mm. then, you know, I realized, hey, wait, hang on. I actually kind of like this stuff. Um, and then, yeah, again, went on Twitter, discovered a whole lot of really amazing women. Mm. Um, who then also got me into the more psychological parts of mm. um, BDSM. 
apart from just spanking and whipping yeah. and mm. handcuffs and stuff. Yeah. And um, that's the I easy think, part, and yeah. anybody can do yeah. that. Yes, yeah. and I think you know at the time, I, you know, I I think the default was I'm a sub, and mm. then when I discovered the dominant, but the psychological aspect mm. of being a dominant, I think that's when my interest was sort of like shifted a bit, mm. and I wanted to learn a lot more mm. um, about dominating and being somebody who is in charge, but psychologically and not just um, whipping and spanking. Yeah. And, mm. and, and, and. yeah. Okay, so two questions come up from what, you've, from what you've said. The first one is, what does it mean to be a feminist involved in this world as mm. a dom and as a sub? So let's talk about that one first. Do you want to start as okay. a dom? <laughs> okay, as a dom, what does it mean um, to be a feminist? Look, for me, you know... When I think as a feminist, you know, everything is about choice. Mm. And for me, it's owning that power and nothing makes me feel, you know, in a world where we exist, despite me being a feminist, despite me having agency over what I do and where I go and mm. who I do what I do with, there's still a perception that I have to manage, if you will, mm. that the world imposes on me. Mm. I'm a woman. I should be acting a certain way, I should be speaking a certain way, and I should be perceived a certain mm. way. Mm. Um, so to take that power and own it in a private space where I don't have to worry about, you know, being attacked for dressing a certain way, speaking mm. a certain way, or being made to feel a certain way because of the way I am. Mm. I think there's a lot of freedom that comes with that. Um, you know, you, you get to, in as much as, you know, again, I'm a feminist and I love that, I still live and I move in the real world and mm. not everyone understands or recognizes or acknowledges the fact that, you know, I'm an independent woman with agency. Mm. And it's the problem with when I walk down the street and it's after a certain time, I can't be dressed, dressed in a certain way. Otherwise, people automatically assume that I'm asking for yeah. something, you know, um, and to be able to own that power, it's a Bloody good thing. Wonderful. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Tseho, what does that mean for you, being a feminist and being a sub? Because that's kind of an interesting... Yeah. Um, I get the question a lot where people mm. say, but how can you allow a man to do these sort of things yeah. to you if you're a feminist? And like Dee was saying, it's all about the choice. Yeah. Like the fact that I am able to go into any sort of dynamic, whether sexually, mm. whether just psychologically within the BDM space, I'm able to make that choice. And, you know, most people, I think, confuse BDSM with, no, you just want to get hit. Yeah. And, you know, the dom has the most power. Mm. In that dynamic between the sub and the dom But the truth is the sub has the power Exactly, which is probably why I enjoyed it that much Because mm. it was in a time where I was learning a lot about my feminism And mm. I was learning a lot about trying to take back the power that Dee was speaking about And being able to take it back sexually mm. In those sorts of dynamics made me love being a feminist even more Because yeah. that essentially is your self-definition exactly. More than anything else as a sexual being mm. That's where it mm. sits So it was for me it was just all about being able to make that choice and you know being in a dynamic where I think initially with an ex like Dee was saying where we explored that a bit and he always made it seem like no but I'm the dom I should mm. be making the choices and I was like ah I was reading up about this yeah. and that's not how it works so being a feminist and being a sub comes in that space it, it just allows me to have more mm. choice it allows me to have power in the choices I'm making sexually as well so just I think having a sense of being aware of what's going on, being aware of how I feel about what's going on, and also knowing how far I'm willing to take mm. it. So just that's the basis of me being a feminist mm. and being a sub. Okay, mm. fascinating stuff. The second question, what does it mean to be a black woman involved <laughs> in this world in South Africa? Because you mentioned that. Oh, it's tricky. Yeah, it's not clear <laughs> you cut. See their faces. Yeah, because a lot of South Africa, you know, it's not clear cut either. No, it's not. And how many times have people said, "Oh, these are white people things." Yes. Yeah. But which is the most absurd kind of statement? Yeah, yeah but um, again, you know, you own it. Mm. You have to own it. It isn't about, you know, what people do and think. Mm. It's you. It's what you want. Mm. And, you know, yo, I like it. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's nothing else to it, really. It's not yeah. a, it's not a phase. It's not a, I like it. Mm. I, it's mm. what, it's who I am. It's part of 
you know, it, it's a non-negotiable yeah. in my life. So. So, so interesting question because the swinger community, for example, is not very racially open. There are elements that are more open, mm-hmm. but a lot of it is kind of you're with yours and you're with yours, and oh, that's wow. kind of what it is. Wow. What's the story in the kink community? I think in the kink, like the kink community within black spaces is very tricky to try and navigate because there is that, I think, assumption that kink is a white people's mm. thing. So when it becomes, like I was saying, we, D and I, have had organized a kink event. And mm. at the kink event, we were pleasantly surprised at the amount of black people who were there. Mm, yeah. And it was a lot of black people who came into the space thinking, you know what, I've been curious about mm. kink, but there's nowhere for me So these were to people who were just kind of curious, exactly. not actively participating mm. or exploring. It was like yeah. a beginning of a journey for them. Exactly. Okay. So a lot of them were that way. A lot, well, some of them, a few more were people who are experience Mm. but they were also struggling with the fact that where do we as black people Mm. then come together in a space where we feel comfortable enough yeah we can let other people of races in obviously Mm. because we're not saying it's a black only space Mm. but we need to then get to a point where we're not going to a king space and feeling Mm. uncomfortable about our race like we're all there to have fun we're all there to enjoy the pleasure that comes with king so Mm. if i have to be aware of my race and aware of the fact that there are certain people who don't want me there, mm. then why would I go into that space? Yeah. So then that's why we decided, well, we'll, we'll create our own mm. space. Yeah. yeah. That's, you know, that's fascinating because it's a whole other dimension of, for South Africans to come together. Mm. Um, because there's a commonality mm. in terms of, of what we want to explore, what we want to experience, being a dom or being a sub, being in that space. Mm-hmm. And wow, it really opens some, Fascinating questions and ideas. It really does. Hmm. And you know, it's always something that's fascinated me because you would imagine that people who are sexually open would be religiously open, <laughs> politically open, socially open, but they are not. Yeah. And it's just that they might have sex with other people, mm. and that's as far as it goes. You know, when I first started teaching in the world of sexuality, mm-hmm. and I went to one of the swingers clubs, and I thought this is fantastic because. I'm sure these people want to learn all the stuff and learn how to have more pleasure. Mm. And actually, they don't. They do what yeah. they do, and they Maybe. might do it with a lot of people, but they do it again, and they do the same thing. Same things, yeah. And they don't really want to learn that much. Mm. And it was fascinating to see. Interestingly, though, people in the kink community generally do want to learn more because they're exploring more. They're exploring sensation. They're exploring possibilities. Mm, mm. So if you've always been a dom, you have an experience as a sub, it gives you a very different perspective. Mm. New sensations, new implements, all sorts of possibilities mm. to explore. Do you find more women in the kink um, environment? Do you find that it's uh, it's couples men? Because I found that the sexuality is not necessarily linked mm. with BDSM or with SNM experiences. Mm. Yeah. How how is your ex- like? What is your impression? Um, mm. I mean, I've had more experiences within kink with men, but mm. I do prefer experiences with women only because sexual the, experiences sexual or bondage ex- experiences. Sexual experiences. Okay. So I I do feel as though I mean it's it's a common thing where men mm. come into that space with their masculinity and coming in with their thing that I'm the person mm. who's going to take control in the situation. So even within kink where you would hope that people are aware of how it should work, mm. there's still the masculinity side of it. So when I'm experiencing that with a woman, I feel a lot more comfortable. Mm. But my partner right now, he's a guy, but he is well aware of how I want things to be done. Mm. So even as the sub, I'm able to be like, okay, this is what what's going mm. to happen. This is what's going to, um, you know, what's going to make me happier within our dynamic. But then when I am with women, like I don't want it to seem like that cliche thing that, oh, women just know each other's bodies. But yeah, that's really, a lot of, to a degree, but yeah, there's also like a lot of exactly, nonsense in that. Exactly, because there are women who just believe that they know and they yeah, really don't. They, don't. they don't ask because they think they know. That's it. Yeah, it's the same it, thing. People who have a lot of sex think they know a lot about sex. Exactly. And essentially, often they don't. Yeah. So within the space, I think I do prefer women, well, experiences mm. with women. It's just... Something that I really enjoy, yeah. And in the black community of kink, um, more men as doms, more women as subs, more women as doms. How does that one? Mm, how does that one women, go? Yeah, a lot of women as subs. Um, yeah, I. And then there's like a shortage of actual 
like actual really proper good dons. dons. Mm. Yes. Um, and yeah, it's really strange. Um, mm. Not many dominant women, mm. Um, mm. but they are out there. And the only problem I think in that space is um, white men, old white men who fetishize. Yeah, Black yeah. It's, well, it's a problem. Well, I have to tell you that last <laughs> night um, we had a, a gathering at Cliff Central. Uh-huh. And um, every now and then everybody who has shows meet and, and um, we talk uh-huh. about some things. Uh-huh. And I mentioned to a couple of people that we were going to do this interview today. And there were some very interesting kind of comments. And the one that came out was this would be such a wonderful way to redress some political wrongs. Oh, wow. <laughs> There's actually a woman who used to go around doing that on Twitter. Mm. Um, she she was a white woman who I think identified as a sub. Yeah. And oh. she used to specifically target black people yeah. because mm-hmm. she wanted to sub for black people okay. as her sort of reparations. Yeah. Which is... It was you should really, see the facial was, expressions wow. again. <laughs> it was it's so uncomfortable. It's mm. uncomfortable. Yeah, it's very uncomfortable. Because yeah. she, she'd almost invade your you. space. Mm. She'd harass you. you and like literally ask to live with you and work for you. And you're just like, no, wow. <laughs> I don't even know who you are, you know. And, you know, there's there's almost that obsessive. It's, it's a really, uh, you know, it always comes across as dangerously obsessive. Mm. Yeah. Um, and unhealthy, um, and you just almost want to go. I think you need to talk to somebody. Mm. Um, but y- yeah, it's 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 a very the way it's done. It's it's not charming at all. Mm. Um, and I don't know. People might think it's charming, but constantly being harassed and you know, I know I'm black. I know mm. I know I'm black. I'm beautiful. I know this. I don't need you to tell me every five. Seconds, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and that's that's you. You just find yourself constantly being reminded of it, and you know, there's there's two dynamics to it. And I noticed there's almost a sense of, you know, and I think maybe they don't intend for it to come across as that, but it's almost still a reminder that socially I am still <laughs> regarded as better than you, mm-hmm. and even though I'm doing this take me because I'm actually doing you a favor. Mm. And yeah. that's, that's usually what comes up when a sub is constantly pestering you on the basis that they're white and you're black and mm. they need to serve you. It's almost as if, listen, I'm I'm socially still, you know, I'm still regarded as a white man and it's a great thing. And the fact that I'm willing to serve you is like, you whoa, should be honored. You should be honored. And that's less about kind of the kink aspect. Exactly. Get out of my kink. Get yeah. out of my place. Right. Get out yeah. of my bed. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So, there's an interesting kind of perception that a lot of black couples in relationships are doing very different things sexually. Like black men have always kind of claimed a different level of sexual freedom um, that their partners haven't always had. In the kink community, are people kind of playing together as couples? Are they exploring differently? Well, I, I don't know if it would be specifically in the black community because mm. I do think as, you know, as gender comes across, men have always had more freedom than yeah. women sexually. Mm. You know, women have for years and centuries mm. been taught that your purpose as a woman is to please your man yeah. sexually. So it is a thing right now that I think I love seeing a lot more women taking mm. control of their sexuality, taking control of the experiences that they want to and enjoy having. And you see a lot more men actually becoming frustrated at that, that, oh, you guys don't know what you want. And it's Mm. like, no, we know exactly what we want. You just don't want to listen because it's not matching what you can offer. Mm. So I think I'm just right now within not even kink, not even within black people in kink. I'm just really, really loving seeing a lot more women coming Mm. out as people who enjoy their sex lives, enjoy kink, Mm. enjoy you know, experiencing things that they would never have experienced if they mm. had not tried to take control of that. So that's, I think, what I'm enjoying the most. Mm. I think seeing a lot more women demand better sex mm. from their partners. Mm. And, you know, I mean, before it was, you know, I'm just going to have sex and roll over and die. Mm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> And now it's like more women, I think, are even... You know, a lot of more guys are well, not a lot more. Tiny bit more. Yeah. Um, yeah. there are some guys who are actually, you know, they're actually starting to realize mm. that. Wait, hang on. Um, she's not playing around when she says, "If I don't get what I need to get, I'm oh, the shop's closed." closed. Yeah. Mm. You know. Yeah. And um, but you know, I think in South Africa, and I, I, you know, 
the conversations that happen on Twitter sometimes leave me going, oh my goodness, mm. how do you even have girlfriends? Mm. Because I still think a lot of the young guys still have this perception that they are the prize. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't have to do anything more than just show exist. up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not even show up. Just <laughs> exist. exist. Just mm. be there. Breathe. And I should be turned I'm, yeah, on. I'm mm. a man. Whoa. <laughs> you know, and... You know, and I just, I, I really hope over the next couple of years, we're mm. going to be able to just, you know, change the, um, you know, rebalance the scales mm. a bit mm. and be like, no, 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 no. You can't get off with the bare minimum. You yeah. actually need to mm. learn and put work in. Yeah. So are you guys actively kind of promoting, are you, let's call you kink activists? Are you? <laughs> I love that. Would you consider yourselves that? No, no. <laughs> Zeho, I'm not, I don't agree with living. that. Yeah. Zeho, you, I was in a book launch and you were speaking quite openly about, you know, exclusive books, the middle of whatever Hyde Park, and you're sitting there and standing, you know, just talking about mm. kink and about how amazing it is to have a choice and so on and to be involved with something that you don't want to put away. Mm. Well, your parents, you said your grandparents, actually. My grandparents, yes. My grandparents mm. saw a TV show where I was speaking about kink. Oh, yeah? They didn't say anything <laughs> about the content of the mm. show, just that I spoke really well. So I was like, okay, <laughs> let's leave the conversation. And you recently yeah. published? Yeah. Um, so I, I'm in Yolisa Kunda. She edited a book called Writing What We Like, and I mm-hmm. wrote a piece a couple of years ago, actually, on you know my experiences with being submissive it was i was very new to mm. everything and i was just experiencing my first real um dom sub relationship and i was just head over heels in love and then they broke my heart oh, so yeah that happens so, there too <laughs> yes mm. and i feel like it's really it impacts me worse when it is within the space of bdsm when a breakup happens it impacts me worse than mm. a regular in inverted commas relationship so can you I explain wrote why? about um, so within that relationship, I just felt like there were a lot of things that I didn't know about myself that came up in that dynamic, mm. which is something that I'm really thankful to my dom um, for. You know, he was he was probably one of the best doms I've ever had in terms of he was able to, when Dee was talking about the psychological aspect of it, our relationship was only psychological because he lived in America. I lived in South Africa. We've never met. This was all online. Wow. And it was probably a relationship that still impacts me and how I think about mm. myself as a sub, myself even as just a woman. Um, so when that breakup happened, it just impacted me more because it wasn't a thing that I had ever known. And learning with someone in that way, it just, it was wow. So I wrote about that. And yeah, so that's the piece that that was published. Because <laughs> mm. that's one of the purposes of any journey into conscious sexuality is mm. that it becomes a vehicle and a tool and a space for growth, for personal exploration, yeah. for personal development. Yeah. And being in the bondage world as either as a dom or a sub offers so many opportunities for that because it takes us often very deep into ourselves, very yeah. deep into a lot of the shadow stuff because we really have to own a lot of who we are. Mm. And that's what you were talking about when it, it goes so far beyond purely the physical aspect. Because mm-hmm. I remember years ago, I met a woman who was a dom. Mm-hmm. And she said one of the truest things to me that I've never forgot. She said, anybody can hurt anybody on a purely physical level. Mm-hmm. Anybody can pick up a cane, can cane anybody, it's going to be painful. Mm-hmm. But to really understand kind of more of the essence of that, how you get into somebody's mind, how you make that connection, how you get into their heart, that's the power Mm. Of the experience And that goes so far beyond the physical mm. um, I think And I'm going to share a story <laughs> um, But it's basically You know way before I'd even started Sort of doing the physical mm. exploration I'll never forget I made <clears throat> an ex cry <laughs> And I'll never forget That feeling And I felt no remorse whatsoever mm. But to know that I had That much power particularly over a man. Um, I'll never forget that feeling. And now that I can practice doing that in a much safer space so that it's safe for me, it's safe for that Mm. person. And I'm not, you know, I'm not just being reckless with my words. Mm. It's so much more liberating, but it's also so great to know that you can have such a deep psychological impact on somebody and still manage to create a safe space Mm. that they can come back from that edge yeah. You know, and that for me is a big fascination is knowing that you can push a sub right to a point where they're feeling whatever they're feeling in that space 
and still be the one who manages to pull them back mm. um, without ever causing like hectic or actually any damage. Mm. But for them to experience what it is that they need at that level and still be okay afterwards. Mm. And um, I'm really glad I discovered kink because mm. I, I found a way, and that's why I say I'm, you know, dumb and sub because I, I really... I enjoy that power. I really, really do. And it's just great to know that I can practice in a safe space and I'm not necessarily going around, you know, hurting people and saying things, being reckless and, you know, yeah. a bitch. When you, when you, so when you move into an experience as a sub, how different is that for you? Where does that take you to? Um, I really rather prefer my experience as a sub to be more physical than psychological. Mm-hmm. Um, and perhaps that's the big difference is I do like being flogged and spanked mm. and um but when it comes to the psychological part of it i like to maintain my own control mm. so it's not a big deal for me it's just you know spank me da-da, da-da, mm. let's do you know tie me up you know let's do fun things but the moment it gets to the psychological part um i think i just shut down because yeah for me that is a very delicate place for me and i just don't prefer going there mm. unless mm. i really trust somebody and mm. i haven't really yeah, I haven't really found somebody who I think has managed to maintain a dominance. So I, I had a dom. <laughs> <laughs> and apart from other reasons or other issues, um, the one thing that stuck out for me was how easy he was on me. And I didn't enjoy that. And mm. I don't like that. Which is why I say, if it's physical, it's fine. If we're going to take it to the next level, I'm, I really need you to match my... Mm. I, I think I'm a very resilient person psychologically mm. so it doesn't take a lot f- i mean it takes a lot for you to be able to assert i can you know I, you, you can fake it and i don't want to have to fake it i want to that needs to be like, authentic yeah. yeah i want to feel like you actually deserve and you've earned my submissiveness mm. from a psychological point of view and i'm yet to meet somebody who can actually maintain you know that air of dominance and keep it to the level where I can feel like, okay, okay, no, we're matching. We're mm. psychologically, we're on the same level and I can actually surrender to you. Mm. Which is the more sexual space for you? The psychological. Mm-hmm. Definitely, because I think there's just a lot of tinkering with the mind. Mm. And mm. I think for me that is, well, I mean, you can flog, you can, again, you can hurt anyone. Mm. Mm. Um, there's nothing whoa in the hurting. It's great, it's nice for the moment, but there's something about a psychological connection that just makes it that much more, wow, sexy mm. and hot. Yeah. And, and that comes from deep inside. Mm. And that's you cannot fake that in no, any way. And actually, you know, just there's a friend of mine who, um, you know, is in a de- uh, she's a dominant and um, she's never had sex with her sub, mm. ever. Yeah. Mm. And they'll never have sex. Mm. But... You know, and it's so true. She she was like, you know, it is the, you know, seeing a person that vulnerable, that willing to please you. It just, it. She's like, it, I I've had orgasms and no one's touched me. Mm. It's just mm. seeing a person in that space is so erotic, and it's just so, yeah, it's wow. Mm. What are some of your favorite toys? I don't have that many toys that I like, but I do like pedals. Yeah. I like pedals a lot. Okay. Let me yeah. go grab Gareth's yeah. one. We have one pedal here in the studio yeah. somewhere. I do enjoy pedals and mm-hmm. I do enjoy bondage a lot because I like not having physical control. Mm. Yeah, but that does take an awful lot for me to get to that point. I haven't tried it yet with my current partner because I'm just like, mm, I'm not ready yet. So, yeah, it probably is um, bondage and paddles. Mm. I really like paddles. Okay. <laughs> Wooden ones, uh, leather, leather ones, mm. like both. I prefer mm. leather sometimes, but wooden just... There's something more about the wooden. And the noise that the wooden yes, paddle makes yes, is exactly. amazing. Really good. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Something about the. Yeah. And you, Dee? I like good old fashioned leather belts. Love them. Leather belts. <laughs> love them. Yeah. I used to talk Absolutely. about this all the time. Yeah. Love them. You know, mm. I have a mm. thing. I just. I know I what to get you for your birthday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I see leather and it's like, woo, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, there's that other that things. Bite. There's floggers, mm. there's everything, but. Leather is mm. it, and mm. I feel like it because it's also such a versatile, you know, tool. Mm. Yeah, it works, but yeah, I love leather. 
So if we could look at the bigger picture of, of some of the kink um, communities around the world, how much more integrated are they than we are here? Not very. Yeah. I don't think they are very. Mm. Because I, I, so I have a group mm-hmm. um, that I'm part of there in the U.S. Okay. And all black ladies. Yeah. And they all go to mostly black kink mm. parties. So it's there's funny. a huge yeah. black BDSM scene mm. happening in the Did US. you find them in, mm. in like, in FetLife? No, or actually Twitter. 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 <laughs> Twitter's magic. Yeah. Twitter. And um, it's been interesting, you know, and none of them, I think, yeah, none of them have ever been with anyone outside of um, the black hmm. community. Yeah. They have full, solid, proper communities there. And it's so, yeah, mm. I don't know. Mm. Integration. Yeah, that's really. that. My my experience as well with people in America was all black people. Mm. So I wouldn't even know where to start. It's I think it's just the thing that probably most king communities are struggling with right mm. now, trying to integrate the two. But it it does come from a place where a lot of black king groups are black king groups because they didn't find a space that would welcome them. Mm. So they decided, okay, let's create our own. Mm. So it does it. I would like it to be more integrated, but if it comes at the expense of my comfort, Mm. I'm perfectly fine with the way it is now. Yeah. I would like Mm. to suggest a theory that it's also, it has to do with your trust, but primal, primal trust circle. So there's something but reading a facial expression or trusting some kind of maybe you want to call it um, something that you recognize in your brain, like back home or something that in the most basic moment that you will need to communicate you might be it will be easier for you to communicate to trust somebody like yourself Mm. it's horrible to say i'm saying it from a purely mind you know our brain will always looks for something similar to trust and Mm. to feel comforted or or just protected Mm. so only once you establish trust and you get you know you can actually have a group of people that is connected through what they really truly believe in the kink world, maybe then you can create the integrated groups. Mm. That's from an experience like we all started to explore here from a place of, of wanting to know what it is. It, it wasn't like we knew we are doms. Yeah. It didn't start from like, you know, we were born with a belt in our hands. <laughs> mm. Sorry, D, maybe you, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it has to do with that, but mm. I'm sure there are some, you know, some areas we can learn from how. Um, I think the other part of it um, might be, you know, because BDSM is such, um, you know, there's the whole slave master thing. And I can't help but yeah. link it also to, you know, white people, black people, uh, our yeah. past, especially in America. Yeah. It would make sense for me to think, you know, the dynamics between having, and I, I've seen it so many times come up, the dynamics between when race play is part of the picture yeah. and, yeah, the slave master dynamic then becomes it's very, very complicated. Mm-hmm. And, even for people within the community, it's very difficult for them to process. So I think that might also contribute to the lack mm. of integration. It's just the amount of judgment and within and mm. just like, you know, what it means to you to be dominated by a white person. Mm. Yeah. So do you think that up. because in South Africa we have the, we do have a lot of very open political discussion. We do have a lot of very open communication. Do you think that would make some of that easier I don't think I'm not sure. so because mm. I mean I think we still have that problem. I mean the number of times guys on fet life have black guys have thought have mistaken me for a white woman. Mm. And it's it's almost disturbing again the way it's it's the exact same way that middle-aged white men will come and approach you. It's that obsessive hi, I'm a black person. I really want to serve you as a white woman. And there's just, it's so uncomfortable mm. given our history. It, for mm. me, it just makes me incredibly uncomfortable that there are people who, you know, are so adamant that this is the dynamic they want because then you have to question other things beyond just the kink factor. Mm. Mm. What kind of emotional and psychological Things are just underlying that. Yeah. yeah so nothing's happening in a vacuum there. Mm. Yeah. Um, and it's still, you know, an incredibly sad thing that the differentiation in it is our skin color mm-hmm. rather than what we might have to offer the situation yeah. and yeah. who we are 
and what we could bring to an experience. Because mm. yeah, exactly. it's, not, it's not I'm a sub who wants to serve you. It's I'm a black, black sub, sub and I want you to be my white mistress. Mm. And it's yeah. like, okay, first of all, I'm not white. But also, whoa. <laughs> yeah. you know? yeah. um, so, yeah, it's, it's a very, very... So it really adds fascinating layers to the experience. Mm. Wow. I think just like... In any sort of kink that a person might have, you have to always go back to interrogating why you're into what you're into. Mm. So if it comes from a place where if you're a person who thinks about race play and you've interrogated why you enjoy it, I'm perfectly fine with that. But when you're coming into my space and seeming like you're just using race as your kink. As an excuse. That's not my thing. In yeah. a way. So why, why should we ever go into a space or into mm. a dynamic knowing that we're being fetishized? It's always going to make everyone feel uncomfortable. Mm. When you're being fetishized as a woman, then you're being fetishized as a black woman, then you're being fetishized as a black woman by white people. Mm. It's, there's always a step further because even black men fetishize us as kinky black women yeah. because it's just like, oh, you're that Big girl. And yeah. it's like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What do you do? What do you do when you get when you get? Oh, I just shut them down. Shut them down. Yeah, mm. because I'm I'm not interested in you coming into my space thinking you've watched Fifty Shades of Grey mm. once and now you know everything there is about BDSM. Yeah, which mm. is always sad because so many people have had some. They've watched something and they think now I really know what's going on, yeah. and, yes. and that was such a bad representation. But yeah. we know that. But <laughs> I love that what you say because. More and more on every workshop, every retreat, every lesson, I talk so much more about bring it back to yourself, to what are you getting from it? Why are you here? Mm. Even in relationship, like what are you getting from being in this relationship? Mm. Why is it important to you? Mm. And uh, the kink world is probably even more important to do that in because of the clarity that you need to have on that. One of my friends and colleagues overseas, Galen Fuss, I don't know if you've read his book, it's called Decoding Your Kink. Highly, highly recommended. And so much is about owning your authenticity mm-hmm. in that before you can actually really do anything. Yeah, it's important. And, mm. Yeah. Because, I mean, even just as a submissive woman, you do get, I remember speaking to a lot of black women within the king space. Mm. They told me, don't find a dom until you know what you want from that dom. Mm. So it does become a thing of as soon as people find out something that they're really interested in, they just want to dive right mm. into it without interrogating why they want to dive into mm. it. Mm. So it is just a thing of whether you're in kink, um, not BDSM, whether you're just having your vanilla sex, mm. you just always need to go back to the fact that why does this make me feel the way it makes Mm. me feel and how can I get to a point where you know that matches with the person Mm. I'm trying to do it with because Mm. it's not just always about me it's always as well as much as I like something it has to match it has to be reciprocal Mm. exactly so on a bigger scale what kind of resources are available for people exploring this and what resources are available to black people exploring I mean, we know that the internet. <laughs> we know that the internet gives us so many options today mm. in the digital world. There's mm. so much that you can, but a lot of stuff that's out there is actually sometimes quite dangerous exactly. and is yeah. just full stop wrong. The information that people give. Yeah. What is available in South Africa? Um, jeez, I can't even think. Yeah, hmm. I think what what Twitter. helped me. Yes, yeah. exactly. Twitter. I was going Twitter. to say Twitter is finding people who you feel comfortable enough to mm. ask those questions mm. to, because as much as we can recommend a website or a book, sometimes you don't know if that person's politics and identity yeah. match with yours. Mm. So if you try find someone who, like um, Tamar was saying, that is as close to or as like minded as you can, mm. ask them questions, interrogate why they like certain things. Try to explore mm. because what I did, I, I probably annoyed the hell out of D. I, I used to DMD all the time, and I was yeah. just like, okay, so this is what I found, and this mm. is what really interests me about it. What do you think about mm. it? This is what I think about it, and find an exchange. I feel like that's probably one of the safest ways to do it. Mm. But then obviously, you do have the people who are just completely bullshitty and they just don't care um, mm. about what information they send out there. So it is trying to figure out what you want and then finding other people who can give you that information. Mm. Yeah. So okay. I'd love for you to be involved with us at Sexpo. Okay. <laughs> because, you know, so many black people come to Sexpo. Mm. And for a lot of black people, it's like the hugest thing because it's the first time they've done anything like this. Mm-hmm. It becomes the first time that they've been in an open space where there are possibilities, where you can ask questions, where you can look at things, where mm. you can explore. And as a resource, and just to be able to talk to people is so important. Because um, really, to 
help people um, begin a journey or get some resources or just some information or questions to think about. Because that's one of the biggest things is how do you bring this up with your partner? What are the yeah. questions that you actually start start with? You know, <laughs> how do you bring that up? And that becomes absolutely fascinating. Mm. And for different groups of people, those questions might actually be different questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> do you find yourself answering a lot of people? Like, are you a little guru of... Uh, um, it's like the kink guru in SA. I do get a lot of... Surprisingly, a lot of queries from guys, mm. um, and I think they're just curious about. They probably, you know, have always mm. grown up in that environment where you're the guy, you're in charge, you know. and mm. you know, a lot of them have just sort of been like, okay, so, but like, what does it mean? Yes, <laughs> I'm the one who's submissive. What do yeah. you expect? So I'm like, okay, first of all, mm. nothing from you, but um, so a lot of guys, black guys, actually mm. ask. Um, me a lot of questions goes down in the DMs. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but also a lot of ladies who I feel have a lot more experience than I do mm. um, but they still I don't know why um, it's the way you carry yourself just, mm. yeah. <laughs> and um, you got the power man. Yes. you got the power but it's 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 very interesting to be able to sort of get a look into where people are on their mm. journey mm. and what questions they have and it's always you know it's always it always varies from okay I just want my boyfriend to do this and mm. then we move on to this Versus somebody who's like, okay, I've got a master, we're fine, I just need to add a bit of flavor. Mm. Or mm. Just like, you know, we've got a routine, it's fine, but I'm starting to get bored, so how do I bring mm. a little excitement back into so it? So like on any sexual and sensual journey, having a guide, a mentor, yeah. um, resource material mm. does become so important. Because yes. one of the single biggest issues in any sexual relationship is boredom. Yeah. And, <laughs> and yeah. the kink relationships are no different. Mm. Mm. Because how many times can you tie somebody up in the same way and spank them in the same way? And then what do you do? (laughs) And that's where you have to learn and Mm. keep exploring. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Mm. that, that, yeah, it's very interesting to come across people Mm. and be able to, you know, just give them a different perspective Mm. as well. Because I think when you keep it just a lot between the two of you, you sort of lose, um, you know, sight of what, else is possible mm. because you're so used to whatever it is that you're doing and it it becomes almost the norm and deviating seems mm. almost like slightly uncomfortable even in kink you know mm. there's you have your boundaries you have your limits and going beyond that might seem a bit intimidating so it's always nice to have somebody that you know you can use a sounding board to be yeah. like okay yeah. what can i try what can i change or do differently or how can we just rearrange our um um re- Routine so that it's less A B C D report A B C D report. You know, yes. mix it up again. You yeah. know, this has been fascinating, and I thank you both so much for sharing. It really is special. It really, really is, and it's a conversation that I would love to go deeper into mm-hmm. in the future. Well, thank you for having us. Thank you. We will put this on. Um, we will put your contact details on the website, mm-hmm. but if people want to talk to you, where do they do that? On Twitter. Yes, <laughs> and your handle so is? My handle is Mbongo Muffin, so it's M-B-O-N-G-O and the word muffin. D? And my handle, I'll spell it out, it's D-E-E-S-E-D-E-E. And we will put that up on the website. Cool. And thank you so much, really. This is so important. Thank you. Um, I'm us. so grateful to share this with you guys. Thank great you. Conversation <laughs> Are you tired of your gym routine? With summer just around the corner, Movement X is here to help you change the way you train your body in new fun ways. The Trendy Studios offer a unique range of specialized fun workouts such as boxing, Apex, Extreme, Pilates, Bar X, and Yoga, all designed to burn fat and build muscle. For the period of July, Movement X is offering all new clients a free seven-day trial period. Email info at movementx.co.za for more information. Movement X, explore fitness, experience change. Go to movementx.co.za for more info. Fascinating conversation on so many levels, so, so many. many different dynamics coming into Stimulating that. Stimulating in so many yeah. ways, and not D- only my organs. Definitely yeah. something to to explore more mm, of. Totally. Um, the feminist side, the do political still, side. Yeah, the do we still side. have a moment to chat? To, so uh, we don't. No, oh, shame. All right. We don't. 63. 
63. It's, How dirty yeah. dictionary words. 63. When, you, when you're still learning to count, but you're already doing it. <laughs> it's when you've learned to count and you can count more than two. <laughs> so 63 <laughs> is oral sex with three people. Oh, really? Yes. Ah, okay. It's like, so it's like a daisy chain. Uh, yeah, like a small daisy says, chain. Yeah, okay. So that would be interesting. Like, wh- what's the amount for a daisy chain? And we've had this discussion. Like, when you go from, so a twosome, a couple is a, is a couple, and then there's a threesome, yeah. and then there's like four people. So when does it get to orgy status? And we said, what, five or more, six yeah, or more? I think it was, it started from five. Five kind of yeah. gets into that. It gets, yeah, because yeah. it is, it is, it's usually a dynamic that already allows so much more possibilities. That's it. Yeah. So, so the 63 would be like a complete closed circle. I was really not on the ball on that one. Uh-huh. I, I, Literally I thought it just, and Yeah, I thought that you just, you kind of, maybe you lick the, the you go for the ass or maybe mm. you, you know, you go, you go creative on, on, on the other person. Mm. But okay, cool. Much better. Three people, much more options. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's a 63. Awesomeness. There we go. Unbelievable. Mm. So yeah, you can, uh, if you look at our Twitter feed, mm. you'll see there, uh, Bongo Muffin, which you can contact her. Uh, the other Twitter handle that D gave us was, uh, maybe you need to ask for friendship mm. because, uh, it's kind of like a private one. But more questions, we'll put it, we'll stick it up on the podcast page. You can ask questions about kink in South Africa as kink is an empowering thing. Yeah. Mm. So up next is Kasper and his team. His big team. His big team. It looks like lots of interesting people there today. Which is pretty cool. We wish you all so much pleasure. Um, yes, we, we hope do. that you have a kinky weekend. Yeah, kinky mm, conscious. Absolutely. Conscious kinky so, feminist. Yeah, and what are the three words for kinky play? Safe, sane, and consensual. Lots of pleasure. We will be back with you next Friday. Um, hmm, gonna be interesting what comes up in the week. Yeah, well, definitely. We'll have to pick up this one again. I think so. Mm. Lots of pleasure, everybody, and thank you for sharing with us. Have a good one. This is cliffcentral.com.